Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thank you so much for joining me today with our podcast. We are working on a series about relating well to our adult children. I've been working through an acronym, which I like to do. The acronym is RESTORE. The R we covered is to, it stands for respecting their boundaries and autonomy. E was for embracing them fearlessly. S was for speaking affirmation. T for treating them with tenderness. And O was for offering them hope. Today, I'd like to speak about R, which I have here. This is a mouthful, but release them regarding failures, weaknesses, disappointments, perceived or real hurts or slights even. You know, I've shared this as we've gone along in this series that with all of my eight kids, uh, as they grew up, we had very strong ties and were very close. And uh, that was always something extremely important to me. So in the midst of that, I thought my equity was to the moon and back, and that all those little notes that you get when they're, they're growing up, and even when they're teenagers, about how much they love you and all those type of things, that that would be the lifelong mindset that, that they had, and that, that that's kind of what it would look like as life went on. But sometimes life brings things into play that obviously bring hurt and disappointments into the relationships. That's unavoidable, I believe, in any relationship. So it's vital that we learn what it looks like to truly forgive. And if you read my book, you will find out that I thought at times that I had forgiven I kind of made a mental ascent toward that end in certain situations. I thought that, you know, it was kind of a done deal. Partly the reason I thought it was I had put an individual on the back burner. I had kind of made them inconsequential to me or superfluous in my thinking. And so because it wasn't uppermost in my mind, I thought that I had forgiven. But it it really wasn't forgiveness. Um... If we want to be an embracing person, an embracing mom, or even dad, if, you, if you're a man listening, forgiving is a major key to that. If you want to have a life that's happy, that's joyful, that's free, we have to learn how to truly, Jesus talks about forgiving from our heart, not just making some kind of an agreement or say, oh, sure, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. I'm good with that. No, from our heart, purposely forgiving people. You know, we're flawed individuals, and we can create hurt and disappointment in relationships without even trying. I know I can. And same holds true with our relationship with our kids. Whether it's us or them causing the offense, there are things that come into play that bring separation and hurt and that need to be dealt with, uh, not just sloughed aside. 
the there's a verse in the Bible I meant to to check the the actual scripture reference, but it says, "Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you." And that's key. You know, we talked earlier about being tender, being tender-hearted, and God, for Christ's sake, has been tender-hearted and has radically forgiven us. So it's incumbent upon us then to forgive well also. And anybody that has kids, and in my case, having eight kids, there's been a lot of times where I've had to forgive, just like they've had to forgive me. If you read my book, Love, Leadership, and Influence, I tell the story about the broken relationship with my dad. My dad had left home when I was 13. He left for another woman up the street. It was a very, very painful situation, and he pretty much exited my life for a very long time. Even after I got married, had children, he was pretty absent in my life. And I had reached out to him quite a few times because I especially when I was 17, I became a Christian, and I wanted some kind of restored situation with my dad. I had been angry with him when he left, and I wanted that relationship to be healthy again. And I didn't get much of a response. So after a while, I just, in my mind, thought, okay, I'll just forgive him. And I forgot about it the best I could. And I I didn't have it uppermost in my thinking. I just kind of made him superfluous in my in my mind and tried not to think about it, even though I had dreams about him that were very rejecting and hurtful dreams, which was proof that it was still at work in my spirit and in my heart. So, you know, as I went on in that dynamic, there came a day where I it came to my attention that I had not truly forgiven my dad that I had just more or less written him off because of the pain and the, the hurt and, and all the, the rejection I felt in regard to him, I just put him aside. And the day of reckoning did come where I needed to really process that through and make a very purposeful, willful choice to out loud with my voice, forgive him, release him, bless him. And again, if you've read my book, you will see the miraculous outcome that that God wrought in that situation. It, it just kind of blew my mind. It was so amazing. But forgiveness is powerful. And if we took inventory, it might surprise us how many little wounds or prior deeds might still be hanging in our subconscious thinking in regard to our kids. Let's just ask ourselves, when we think of a certain child of ours, does sometimes a reservation or a guardedness or even an irritation come up, comes up inside of us? Do we perhaps remember the last time we spoke to them and it, it wasn't good? Or do we have an even overarching judgment toward them? Maybe based on how they speak to us, how they handle us, how they've maybe neglected us, or even handled their own life choices. Maybe we feel like, wow, you know, they're living this lifestyle and we have an overarching judgment about that. I wanted to read just a little section out of my book that kind of speaks to all of this. And it says, bitterness does not have to be full of passion and outburst of anger. 
It can be a suppressed and quiet writing off of an individual in order to avoid further pain or rejection. Although the motive may seem innocuous and even necessary, bitterness will still create a prison and self-perpetuating protection for ourselves that does not allow for vulnerability. I learned that bitterness and unforgiveness need to be confronted in a way that is proactive and definitive. They need to be acknowledged and brought into the light of what they really are. They need to be brought into the life-altering place of faith, where God can do something beyond our imagination with our willingness to relinquish them in a clear and unmistakable way, trading them in for release and blessing instead. And that I certainly found to be the case in regard to my dad. It it just really was a life-altering situation. And I find myself now, I'm 65, and there are times where those things sneak up on me yet again, where you just kind of have been hurt, maybe repeatedly by an individual, and you just put them in this little box where you feel like you're safe from harm from their behavior. They're just kind of, you just say in your heart, they're not important to me. It doesn't matter. I don't need them in my life. I don't need to be close to them. And I'm not suggesting that we don't appraise things or even set boundaries when necessary. But in all honesty, I think that some of us use the idea of boundaries as an excuse to protect ourselves. I know there were times where I've done that, where I've just said, oh, yeah, I I need to set up boundaries or whatever. But in reality, I was just like, oh, no, you're not going to hurt me. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to preserve myself above all else. And Jesus wasn't like that. He was a pretty radical giver and a lover. He did not protect himself from people who consistently betrayed him or let him down or made bad life choices and so much more than that. He became vulnerable. He put them first. He put them before his own comfort, before his own feelings. He was a radical lover. He knew how to appropriately let walls down in order to love people well, in spite of the way they sometimes treated him. Now, again, if you have an abusive adult child, then your situation's in a different category. But if your child has issues, they're your adult child, or they're problematic, they're rude or hurtful at times, maybe we need to do what the Bible says in Matthew 540. And if anyone wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your coat also. I've shared this in previous uh, sessions in this podcast series that a couple of times I've had it in my mind that a certain one of my adult children didn't really want to be close to me anymore. Maybe they didn't really want to have a relationship with me anymore. A lot of that stems from my own insecurities. And so I, in my mind, whatever, I said, okay, I'm I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to be more cautious. I'm going to be more guarded. And that was about me protecting myself. That was not about me representing Jesus or living a vulnerable, radical lifestyle that he's called me to live that is full of consistent forgiveness, seven times 70 and beyond that. 
And again, this extends to all our relationships, but we're talking about adult, our adult children right now. You know, there's been times in my life where I've used people's behavior as an excuse to preserve myself and protect myself from unfair treatment. But when you really, and I'm, I'm always in the process of this, when we're giving God everything in our life, you know, we're pressing in, we sing all those songs about, you can have my whole life. I surrender everything to you. Here's my all. But that includes these emotional traumas, these hurts, these fears, these rejections. That's all part of that equation. And when we keep doing that and we keep pressing into that, we realize he has the role of our refuge, our protector, our fortress. He's got my back. I don't have to guard my own life. I don't have to protect my own self. Again, I'm not saying you throw wisdom out the window or appraisal or appropriate boundaries that are actually necessary. But I am working on, day by day, posting a no-access pass on my heart for unforgiveness. For computers, that sometimes means that there is no access allowed other than what is necessary for cleaning and repair. And I like that. When it comes to unforgiveness, I want to have a pass up that says, sorry, There's no access for unforgiveness to stay or dwell in my heart. Sure, it'll come. Sure, it'll knock at the door. Sure, it might linger, but only for the purpose of cleaning and repair, only for the purpose of bringing me to a place where I can have a pure heart and release that thing. Psalms, I believe it's 32, talks about when I'm silent about my sin, my energy, just faded away. My, your hand was heavy on me. My vitality left. But when I confessed my sin to you, you surrounded me with songs of deliverance and brought great freedom. So when we have that no access pass up for unforgiveness, there may be a temporary moment or, or season where we just feel like, oh my gosh, I have no strength. My Your hand is heavy on me. But if we choose to allow him to clean and repair, then he surrounds us with deliverance. And so I would encourage you, don't be one of those people who lets that unforgiveness stay and stay so long to the point where it just becomes part of your lifestyle. And you just realize, "Mm, you know what? I've written that child of mine off so deeply that I don't even think about it much anymore. It's just way so far in the back of my mind. I've just assumed maybe that they're irredeemable. I don't think that's where God wants us to be. And I think we need to just be very purposeful about forgiveness. What happens from there is kind of in God's hands. If you read my book, you'll see what he did with my dad, and it was miraculously beyond anything I could have hoped or dreamed of. But we need to let the results to, to the Lord, but in the process, pursue forgiveness. So if you have a, an adult child that you have a big wall up against, that you have maybe even active anger, bitterness, frustration, disappointment, 
get alone with God and make a purposeful declaration that you choose to forgive, you choose to release them, you choose to no longer hold this against him as, as you being their judge. And you just speak blessing over them and just see what God may do. I hope this is an encouragement to you and just calls you to a, a, a stronger, closer place with the Lord where, where he can really touch your life and touch your relationships with your adult kids. Thank you so much for joining me today. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.